insect. I want that comic book. No way, it's mine. Get your own. Hand it over. I'm warning you. <laughs> Now, come, come on. on. Oh. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week to watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about how great it is and why we love it so much. And we are well into Sailor Moon R at this point. Sailor Moon returns for romance and revenge. And sure. I don't know. Sure. You know, Sailor Moon R, whatever. For Rini. Uh, and today... For Rini, essentially. <laughs> Today, we're going to be watching episode 52, The Targeted Kindergartners, Venus to the Rescue. That's right. It's a spotlight on Minako for about five minutes before it's suddenly not. So it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, we have a returning special guest from last week. Annie Creighton is here. Annie, thank you so much for coming back to, to join us. I'm excited for my least favorite senshi to have an episode. Whoa. Okay. Wait. Now. All right. We talked last week about who your favorite was, but I did not expect Venus to be your least favorite. I hate Minako so much. Why? <laughs> she brings nothing to the table. Okay. She I mean... has she brings nothing. It's like you have you have your four senshi that have like really defined personalities. They yep. they bring things to the table. They are very different. Minako is gets idioms wrong. Yeah, that is was true. Was Sailor V? Yep. That's it has a cat. I mean, she's she's again Sailor Moon. She's Sailor Moon again, just a little yeah. different. And that's why I don't hate her because I love Sailor Moon so much. Sailor Moon imitation <laughs> is going to be like, all right, I love you a little bit less. Okay, um, you just you just want like a zero a, a zero point five Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. That is. We've we've said this on the show before. You are absolutely right about Minako not bringing a whole lot to the table in the anime. Uh, and as I have said, I am pretty sure my entire affection for Minako comes from Codename Sailor V. Like it's that's, yeah. I, I I have not read Sailor V. I've not done anything with it. So like absolutely, I can see that. It's I mean look, it's exactly like Sailor Moon, but it's dumber. <laughs> it's go on. It's goofier and weirder and more cartoony. Uh and even more formulaic. Uh and her version of Umino has slightly different hair. But yeah, like it I feel like for me, that just makes Minako fall into the middle. Like I, I have a fondness for her. Like I hold her in fond regard, but like I, I don't actively dislike her as much as i i dislike ray which yeah. again i still like ray like that's the secret i, I like them all <laughs> that's not a secret you constantly that's say you don't have a favorite yeah but yeah we always look we always talk about ray and and how frustrated we are with ray and how mean she is but we like i like ray like i like her I, like i like her fine she's just she's of those so five mean. like oh she's mean i love what a jerk ray is <laughs> 
we're really getting ahead of ourselves here, but yes. I, I do think Minako suffers from having spotlight episodes that are mostly garbage. <laughs> it's not that Here's bad. A- this is not as bad as the last three episodes, I don't think. No, I actually think the episode that we're going to be watching today is is fun, but it also raises so many questions about how oh this world God. works yes. that it is not prepared to answer. Well, it, you're... <laughs> It raises questions about how this work, world works culturally, whereas the previous episode raised questions about how this world works, like, physically, physics, and logic. <laughs> the last week's episode raised questions about how holes work. <laughs> okay. We didn't even get into the point that she brought, like, a physical object from her mind into the real world. True. Through a hole. No. Yeah. Through, through a, a portal. Magic hole. A portal. They call those portals. Magic hole. <laughs> anyway. Uh, now... Annie, uh, like I said, we talked about your history with Sailor Moon a little bit last week. Uh, if people want to check that out, they can uh, definitely go listen to that one. We also talked about Gem and the Holograms. Uh, we oh, do yes. a mini episode on uh, Intrigue at the Indy 500, which <laughs> I cannot wait so. to hear uh, the episode of your podcast, The Gem Jam, where uh, you and your two co-hosts will be discussing that one. Uh, cannot wait for that. Uh, but I think, I think good episode. how many we've, episodes uh, of Gem are there? It's down the pipe. 50 something. I think there's 60. I think there's around 60 episodes. Okay. Yeah. There's there's three seasons and the third season's kind of a half season. Wow. There's short seasons if there's only 60. No, they're, they're like 26 ish. So like kind of, kind of standard. I mean, it's not like. I just made myself sad about their wait, season. But again. if there's 26, then, then that would only be two seasons. If there's... Let's see, there's 26 episodes of season one, 27 of season two, and 12 of season three. Okay. Which is a very... So we're all just liars about numbers. Yes, complete. <laughs> I, I lied about the number of episodes of, of Jim. That is that is a little bit over 60, so... But yeah, like, Jim... Jim starts off real strong and then kind of like and then and then becomes hit or miss, I think, uh, in seasons two and three. <laughs> Wait, how did we get back to Jim anyway? We, uh, <laughs> that was last episode. And Every, you've everything done it again. loops back around to Jim eventually. So, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, uh, Annie, you were the co-host of a podcast called The Gem Jam, which is an episode by episode podcast on Gem and Holograms. So if you would like to hear more on that, definitely go check that out. You guys also do episodes where you review the comics. You did an episode, the the most recent one that I have heard because I started at the beginning and I'm trying to catch up is on the trailer for the upcoming Gem movie. Yeah, uh, Kit uh my my two co-hosts are mac and kit and kit is uh, actually located in edmonton while mac and i are in seattle the seattle area so kit is actually going to be flying in uh later this month and we're all going to go see the movie together oh is it come out that soon because we hate ourselves yeah uh do you expect to so you said because you hate so you expect it to be bad I expect it to be like everything I love about the Josie and the Pussycats movie, but devoid of all hope and and love. I love the Josie and the Pussycats movie. Best Me comic book movie. Best comic book movie. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. It absolutely is. I would. Well, you just and did. have. So, yeah. It's, it's a great movie. Like capturing the spirit of the original. Absolutely. Also, a great soundtrack. Because I'm I'm, I'm I was a teenager soundtrack. in the '90s, so that's why I love that soundtrack. Yeah. Those I songs hold song. up. They do. I oh, I I, uh, I still listen to him. I I I play uh, p- uh, pretend to be nice on my ukulele. <laughs> Do you really? Yes. I want to hear that. <laughs> that is one I would like to hear as well. Okay. We look. We have. We have to move on. Okay. But I will say, like, I so I I so rarely get the opportunity to to talk about Jim these days. Go uh, be on their podcast. 
I do all the time. <laughs> oh, do you? I didn't uh, know that. Okay. <laughs> the biggest thing about that movie is that the misfits aren't in it. And I feel like not the frick. I, I feel like casting Juliette Lewis as Erica Raymond was like, genuinely a brilliant move. Oh, absolutely. But like when they first before they had announced who she was, I kind of was like, I was like, oh my god, are they gonna have Juliette Lewis playing pizzazz and have this be like the misfits are like in their 40s going after these like 16-year-old pop stars? Because that would be amazing. I can see it. I can absolutely see it. Anyway, uh, <sighs> we've talked about Jim. We've talked about your history with Salem in the last episode. Uh, usually, if you're up for it, any uh, every other week, we like to answer some listener questions that we've gotten with our guests. So if you're up for it, I think that is what we would like to do now. Yeah. By all means. All right, here's one from our great production person, J.J. Mason. He wants to know, if the Scouts were a Super Senshi, what would their Zords be? Do you mean a Super Sentai? That is, they are no, Super Senshi. Well, I think he was making a joke. Okay. Super Sentai Sailor Senshi. Well, yeah, he, I, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, he wrote Senshi, but yeah, I think that's the, like, super. Anyway, the point is, what would their Zords be, is the point of the question. Okay, so obviously Sailor Moons would be a giant robot Luna. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, it would be a rabbit. What are you talking yes, about? Yes, she has to be a rabbit. Why would she have to be a rabbit? Because she's the rabbit of the moon. What? Are you for real right now? Her name is literally Moon Rabbit. Suki no Usagi. I she know what her name is. Everything. What are you what are you on? It would be a rabbit. She's rabbit everything. If she's a choice in the animal to buy and put on herself or decorate her home with, it is a rabbit. <laughs> Okay. Uh, she would be a rabbit. <laughs> yes, it's true. She has a rabbit sword. But do you but do you agree that that then Minico would have to have a giant robot Artemis? Oh sure. Okay. Okay. The only the only reason I even would even consider not doing that is that my instinct would be to give Jupiter a tiger. Ooh. Ooh, she does use tiger style. Yeah. Wait, doesn't dragon doesn't she get like a powered up attack in this arc that has dragon in it? Ooh. I think you're right. What powered up attacks? That sounds like something we might be talking about later. What? Spoiler, <laughs> sorry. Let's see. Sailor Jupiter's attacks. Uh, Supreme Thunder, of course, is in there. Flower Hurricane. What? Yeah, yeah Flower what? Hurricane. Okay. I would not have put that in her MO. Again, I, I've only ever watched the English ones before, so I've never heard Flower Hurricane before. But uh, she uses it to blind Nephrite in the manga. Oh, okay. Okay. It's from the manga. Okay. Let's see. Sparkling Wide Pressure. Jupiter Coconut Cyclone. What? Okay. This is not helping. Is that from like a beach episode? She used that in the manga and the video games. She used it in Sailor Moon Another Story, which, again, I have not played a second of since last time. I'll try. Uh, apparently, it is used in a side story in the manga, one of the short stories. I would say, I'll, look, forget this question about Zords. I want to see more of Jupiter Coconut Cyclone. Okay. All right. Back to the Zords. Let's go with the other ones then. If we, if we, if we leave Jupiter aside for a second, obviously, Ray gets a crow. And I think that Mercury should have a math book, dolphin. <laughs> I think she should have a dolphin. Should have a giant robot math book. No. By the way, uh, a few weeks ago, I made a joke about the uh, the very idea of a math podcast, and we got yelled at. So I want to apologize to anyone who is a fan of math podcasts. And it's true. I, 
I will admit I was very wrong to wonder aloud if they are still inventing new math. They are. They are. That's the answer. Apparently they are. I apologize for that. But yes, uh, Amy would have a giant robot math book. No, she would have. I think she should have a dolphin. No, I'm not seeing it. Penguin? Yeah. I mean, she does make things cold. All right. I could see her with a penguin. I'm just going to type giant robot math book into Google. It's not. I don't think there's going to be an image. Well, look, we're going to find out. I really want to know what the first thing is going to be. The, the first image is uh, <laughs> is a book called Nuts and Bolts, Five Fun Math Centers, uh, with a picture of a robot on it. So apparently that is a, a book about doing math with robots. Oh, well. So I think we basically answered this question. A little wish, wishy-washy <laughs> on the Jupiter. <laughs> A little wishy-washy on the Jupiter side. Let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, that's our that's our new standard. Like, did we basically answer this question? <laughs> um, did, have we mentioned on the podcast that we now have a, a a fanfic directory? Oh, I don't know if we've talked about it. It's on it's on Tripod, right? <laughs> it is. It is yes, Sailor Business. Not a joke. It is literally on Tripod. Sailor Business Fan Five Two Three dot Tripod dot com. It is made. It's specifically said it is made using the finest in 90s web technology. It does have an animated GIF on it. It has parts that say undefined. Uh, and it has a list of all the uh, fanfic, including, let me point out, the Sailor Moon Hannibal crossover. No! Yep. It is called Diana Transforms Young Acteon for Spying on Her Nudity. It is by Crouton. It is pretty great. Chris, did you read it? I- I'm assuming you did not. I did not. Because I'm not, I'm not a... A fan of Hannibal. A Hannibal, you mean? (laughs) I didn't make that one up. That one's the internet. Um, No, I feel like I feel like you did that. I feel like that's that's you, Uh, Chris. Guess who gets eaten in this uh, episode? Uh, Is it uh, Memoru? It sure is. (laughs) Well, all right then. Uh, Hannibal shows up as a uh, a visiting, uh, not a professor, but like a visiting, you know, speaker who. He is from America and they're in Japan. So he, there's like, he's, he knows Japanese and he's fluent and he's coming to talk to them about, about cooking, I guess, or no, or maybe he's there to talk to them about learning English. And he just also is really good at cooking. So he talks about that as well. And, um, while he's walking around him and Amy, like hit it off immediately. They're both super good friends. She totally looks up to him and respects him. And he introduces her to Yusagi, who he's pretty intrigued by. And they accidentally bump into him and a little jerk to them. Or to her, at least. And uh, shortly thereafter, he goes missing. <laughs> and is never I'm, seen again. I'm a big fan, but I have to admit that I'm shocked that Hannibal doesn't open a shady business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty great. So, I'm thrilled. I, I'm just surprised that nobody... Uh, that it, Does it involve Jedi saying that people are really into cannibalism these days? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Oh no, I just clicked on the link to it and it says it's unable to find the story. No! Oh, I'm going to cry. It was so much fun to read. If you're hearing this, please put it back up. I loved it. It was it was very well done. Anyway, let's move on to more questions. What else can I find? What else can I find? Did we already do this question? Agrippina says, which Marvel characters would you have in a magical girl team? Facing an enemy like the Negaverse? I feel like we have done that one before, but like that might just be because it's what we think about professionally all the time. Right. I mean, again, I have actually tried to do 
actual Magical Girl comics at Marvel twice before, and I've come close both times, and they, they have both fallen through, and I've been so sad. So on some level, I don't really want to talk about them too much in case they might come around again. Well, technically three times, because the second time we tried to do it, we, we had two different pitches. We did one, and then they were like, no, you can't do that. And we went, okay, well, here's a new version, and it was different characters. Someday I'll talk about them, but I haven't given up yet, so... We can't yet. I, I do feel like we've talked about this one before, so I would just want to add that Erica Henderson in uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl had people telling her, like, oh, my God, you guys gave Squirrel Girl a tuxedo mask when Chipmunk Hung showed up. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, my God, he is. He's and even got the mask. He's got the exact mask. And Erica was like, I didn't even realize I was drawing it that way. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, so, yeah, I think it like. First of all, if you're not reading Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, like, what are you doing? It's so good. It's it's the best. It's it's amazing. It's like Ryan North is just completely on point. Like it, he's top form and and um everything about Squirrel Girl is spectacular. If you like I'm that sorry, dude's I'm... if you like that dude's comics, you should play his Mario Maker levels. Ryan North made Mario Maker levels. I'm not surprised. I love that. I... Oh. He made a Mario Maker level based around the concept of time travel. That is the most wow. Ryan North sentence I have ever heard come yes. out of anyone's mouth. Yes, I am still mystified by. It. I even like I I want to interview him about his Mario Maker levels. I want to yes. play them, but well, I you don't. You get Mario Maker, Jordan. You can play my levels too. I don't even have what. I remember tweeting about this. Don't you like have to go back in time to like kill Bowser to to stop the whole thing from happening or something? There's he's actually done two levels based on time travel. The one that I like the most is a. Uh, I, I actually described this on War Rocket Ajax a couple weeks ago, so this is the second podcast I've talked about this on. You, it's an auto scrolling level. And at the when you get to the end, there's a door that takes you back to before the starting point where the auto scrolling was, where you entered that section. And you have to get a P switch from later in the level to turn the floor into coins earlier in the level so that you can descend to the next level. It's really clever. It's really That's clever. really clever. You need like a Wii U for that, right? Yes, you need yeah. a Wii U. I don't have one. Well, you Unfortunately, need... yeah. Look, Jordan, you're an adult. Go get one. It is within your grasp. I, I like how you're using you're an adult to mean buy some video games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to stop you. Yeah. Also, uh, buy Hyrule Warriors. I do want to play Hyrule Warriors. It's really good. Chris, I'm assuming you saw the image put uh, tweeted to us by Catherine of the Negaverse Prom. Yes. It's pretty I amazing. I love it. I love it. So good. So good. It's uh, teenage Zosite and Kunzite. Uh, Kunzite with his braces. Yep. <laughs> Here. Uh, at, at Negaverse Prom 1992. Oh my god, I saw that. That was incredible. Love it. So good. So good. Let's see. Crystal Dennis asks the very reasonable question. Do you think that Mamoru being the way he is in the uh, Yusumamu relationship is just a product of the time Sailor Moon was released. Did it? No. <laughs> no. I think he's just awful. Was there an era where we were all really into boys who were huge jerks and wore purple pants? Yes. The 90s. <laughs> I, those halcyon days when you could just walk up to any woman and make fun of her and she'd be like wow you nicked me i'm so into that no she fights back <laughs> and then yeah, later or, is or sometimes it. she just cries if you go too far she cries yes 
All right, fine. Chris, we get a lot of questions about crossovers. Here's a good question from Nick Callahan. Oh boy. If oh the Sailor boy. Scouts listened to Sailor Business, what crossovers would they ask Chris about? <laughs> this is specifically because I requested no more crossover questions. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think, obviously, they'd ask, like, well, I, their first instinct would be what Sailor V characters would they cross over with? And then they would realize that was silly. Uh, so that wouldn't work. Do they have any other entertainment? I mean, I can't think of any. Do they have any other entertainment in Sailor Moon World? Well, there's Red Man. Oh, Red oh, Man, yeah. of course. The Red Man, the uh, Kamen Rider Super Sentai pastiche. So which they would probably ask, which Red Man characters do you think we're like? <laughs> oh, I mean, yes. Yeah, Sailor Moon reads a lot of comedy manga, as we will see later in the episode. Right, that's this I, episode, I, right? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> okay. I would really like to know, like, what's on what's on Usagi's pull list? Like, what what manga she recommends? Do you think she reads like? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Readers, what do you think? You're not reading anything, are you? Listeners, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, files. listeners who are also readers <laughs> and trash files. What what manga do you think Sailor Moon would be reading right now? Uh, I was reading. Um, uh, Hunter x Hunter. Uh, David Brothers actually recommended it to me as uh, he said that uh, Yu Yu Hakusho was the most shonen manga ever and that Hunter x Hunter was even more shonen than that. So the last time Viz had a sale, I got Hunter x Hunter and I was reading it. And there's a, a chapter break with just a drawing of Sailor Moon. And uh, I was like, oh, that's nice. And there was like a little thank you to Naoko Takeuchi. And it turns out that that is in there because the uh, creator of uh, Hunter x Hunter was is Naoko Takeuchi's husband. So what? it all makes sense. What? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That just blew my freaking mind. Yep. Uh, it's uh, Yoshihiro Tagashi. Dang. Uh, is is uh, Mr. Naoko Takeuchi. So. <laughs> I mean, again, I think we basically answered that question. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, here's another Agrippina oh, question. Oh, we know. Like, that would be a good question for Leanne. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because we know that... Uh, she gave Sailor Mars a uh, a Buffy poster and a bunch of fantasy novels. That's true. And I would say, yeah, like, again, if, if transplanting them to American culture of the 90s, then, yeah, like, then they'd be able to ask about Buffy or X-Files and stuff like that. But here's a question, another question from uh, Agrippina. So avoiding crossover questions, who is your, your favorite one-off character, person, not Yoma, of all, of all Sailor Moon? Uh, let's see. Uh, Annie, do you have one? Do you have a favorite? Honestly, like, I, I, I they said not Yoma, so I can't say Boxy. No. Bo- <laughs> Boxy is almost this show's mascot at this point, I think. Boxy is very popular among our listeners. <laughs> I don't know, like, one-off characters? I, I mean, it's hard to say, like, I don't know. Uh, 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 I mean, well, I guess no, but she became a monster. I was gonna say crazy anime drawing girl was pretty interesting i don't know anybody's names oh and i can't, can't say red butler no he's a monster too yeah, he was a yoma i love red butler uh like I, the only non-monster one-off character that i can think of like the only one who doesn't get turned into a monster is uh yusuke amada that's the uh it's the rainy day man oh he's pretty great but he was great mostly because he was like our episode made me love that episode way more when we found out that he was just a terrible person that nobody really loves. Um, that was pretty great. I mean, there's also Molly's sister. There's also creepy 
camera guy. He goes evil, but he's no, not the monster. No, Molly's sister turns into no. Is, well, I guess she doesn't turn into a monster. That's what no, I'm saying. Right. Just like creepy camera guy. Creepy camera guy has a monster that's a camera, but he's not the monster. I'll tell you who we're not talking about is uh, that loser who's in love with Amy. He was not a one-off character. <laughs> he was a two-off character. <laughs> yes. Oh, Gwen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also not talking about uh you know jupiter's best friend either so there you go oh yeah that that guy that she like that, she, that has always been really important to her and she's always been there for her that she never talked uh, about except for that one episode and then never again uh, <laughs> i mean I that character that character is everything. This is my friend who I'm, who's really important to me, and we hang out all the time, but I've never brought them up before, and I never will again. Or creepy dollmaker girl. Ooh. She was a one-off. Oh, oh no, that was another monster. Uh, it's so hard, because so many of them do turn into monsters, don't they? <laughs> They're all monsters. It's all monsters. Well, you know what? I, I mean, I think I want to go with the piano player anyway, though. He was pretty interesting. All right. Do we have any more uh, We any sure more do. Questions? Here's another one for us about uh, old episodes. If you had to be an unsuspecting human employee at any one of Jedi's many evil business ventures, which one would you choose? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's a ridiculous one, but it's great. Um, oof, let's see. What did Jedi do? Do you think like, do you think Jedi just had like, you know, three or four teenagers that just worked everywhere? <laughs> like he just kept hiring them? No. Yeah. No, because again, we, we theorize that uh, all of the businesses happened, started at once. <laughs> I mean, the answer has got to be the, the, the theme park, right? Like that's got to be the cool one. There's no way that theme park was Jedi's business, though. There's, that's, that's way too big an operation. Oh, was that? Is that after his time? No, no, that that's that's they go to the theme park a couple times. No, no, I'm talking about the one where everybody where the big castle turned to ashes. Right, right, right. That's a Jedi. Talking, that's a Jedi plot. talking lion. Yeah, yeah. That the was Jedi. Lion and the robot. Yeah, that's the cool place to work with 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 yeah. the with the with the with the what, what was it like the 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 candy palace or something or like the where everybody goes I in and eats eats the candy that. and they they get possessed. Anyway, that sounds cool. <laughs> I mean, I prefer that over the clock store. I, well, I would have expected you, Jordan, because you you are an animal lover. Uh, oh. I am not. I am allergic. I would have expected you to want to sell Chanelas. No, they were gross. They were not cute. <laughs> <laughs> they were very cute. No, they were not. Thing. They were not. They were gross and weird. <laughs> I, what else did he do? I mean, I don't want to. Was it? What was the was the gym with like the horrible pods at the basement? Was that a Jedi? Plot? Yes, that was Jedi. Yep. <laughs> I would pick that because I would want to be the person that has to like clean all the regular gym equipment and then go down in the basement and like with a little spritzer of like bleach, just like clean the windows of like the creepy pods. <sighs> I mean, what else did he do? He did uh, he you did the cruise. Work on that cruise ship. Yeah, I was gonna say the cruise ship. I mean, obviously, there's OCP you could work on, I guess. <laughs> Again, not je- not owned by a Jedi, but certainly patronized by a Jedi. Well, I mean, he took it over. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Was there ever a Jedi food thing? I don't think there was. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, I, I definitely would work at the amusement park. That would be cool. Uh, I would work on that 
that rusted out hulk of a cruise ship <laughs> the floating turd <laughs> yes yeah that one great <laughs> well done oh wait no i'm sorry i'm an idiot i am totally wrong i want to work at midnight zero you want to work on the radio show that no one knows exists yeah yeah totally that's kind of what we're doing right now <laughs> If we had planned this ahead better, we probably should have called this podcast Midnight Zero. Oh, well. Uh, probably so. Probably um, so. So great question. I love that question. Please send us more questions at Sailor Business. One thing I want to one last thing I want to mention. Somebody sent us a link uh, and they said to us, uh, Jeff Klein sent us this. It says, not quite Dark Kingdom office, but not too far off. And the link is to a webcomic, a fan webcomic called Four King Hell. I haven't really read too much of it, but I did kind of take a look at what the concept is. The concept of it is after the end of Sailor Moon Stars, Mamoru comes home to find out all four of the uh, four kings of heaven have turned back into people instead of um, rocks. <laughs> and they're living at his house with him. And it's a, yeah, it's a webcomic that looks like it has like 170 pages. So lots of uh four king drama did you did, did you read it no like i said i've just kind of i've just kind of glanced at it it looks pretty nutty i have to go on double dates with the black moon plan right i, I don't know let's I love not to get ahead of ourselves i do love that the black moon clan just gets turned into a bunch of squares it's great <laughs> what <laughs> what do you they mean get, they just get turned into like a bunch of like squares who go live in, yeah. in this like you know, normal apartment and okay. go get jobs you're, 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 you're being a hepcat right now and calling them squares I'm like what are you <laughs> they do not they do not get turned into geometric shapes well the, I mean we're talking about other people getting turned into rocks so I was a little uh, confused and then, and then I'm like wait does he mean like yeah they're not hip they're my jive like they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right that is what I said listen Annie understood what I was talking about <laughs> I did. <laughs> at any rate, yeah, if you want to check that out, it's at fourkinghell.smackjeeves.com. Uh, I'm sure if you look up Four King Hell, you'll probably find it. Uh, so that's, that's fun. And with that, I think it is about time that we start in on this week's episode. Uh, it is episode 52, and you can follow along on Hulu if you would like. It is available. I also have the DVDs, which I can highly recommend. Don't get the Blu-rays. They're a little bit of a ripoff. But uh, definitely... Uh, check out the DVDs. The new dub is actually really fun. And we are going to watch the targeted kindergartners Venus to the rescue. And we are going to open with the reveal that apparently Artemis sleeps holding a clock. Well, no. First, we see that he sleeps in bed with Venus, like under the covers, like snuggled up together, which is pretty adorable. Okay, which is OK, look, they sleep. He sleeps with her they sleep together it's not like a cat that sleeps on the edge of your bed or a cat that sleeps on your pillow he sleeps tucked in facing her may i remind you that artemis is also a people <laughs> i was gonna say it's a real good thing he's a cat and not a people <laughs> well, which is why she calls him a pervert in a moment when she's changing clothes <laughs> like two seconds later <laughs> the weird thing is luna sleeps on the bed like a calf yes like Luna sleeps on top of the covers, down by Usagi's feet. Artemis is like pulling the covers up to his chin with his little kitty cat it's, paws. It, listen, it's adorable. Uh, I wish also, my cats would sleep like that. Also, Venus's room, uh, Minako's room, is full of stuffed animals to what I would describe as a creepy extreme. <laughs> not gonna lie you put a red light in that room and instantly it is like a murder closet yeah if, if that room was lit in red uh christopher sabella would be doing a kickstarter to live there for a month 
deep deep cut deep cut christopher Savilla kickstarter joke everybody yeah uh inako uh has uh hearts as her motif whereas uh usagi has bunny rabbits minako's bed sheets and carved wooden headboard are all hearts and her name is i know of course yes ah there we go now as you said yeah artemis is holding a clock in the bed apparently because yeah he she pulls him out of the bed and looks at the clock to see what time it is she's late in a opening uh basically exactly the same as a usagi opening except it's well, mina but this shot of minako holding up artemis and artemis is holding the clock when she realizes that uh she's late it is drawn like a kathy strip <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny. Like I'm, I have been, I've been falling down on the job with uh, screenshots lately because I did not have a uh, uh, DVDs until this week. But yeah, like that one, I have gone ahead and saved because it looks for all the world like Kathy. And yeah, she realizes she is late, and we get the opening that is exactly like the difference being she doesn't fall down on her face. <laughs> That's the only no. difference between the two of them. The difference being she falls down on Artemis. Who, oh. by the way, is narrating the episode. Right, at this point. For like five seconds. Yeah. And again, he, this is like the like the five seconds where he's actually cool and adorable. Like, uh, usually he's just such a douchebag all the time. This, for like five minutes, he's like, oh, he's cool. Okay. I talked about this episode raising a lot of questions. Yes. Here, it attempts to answer one. Artemis describes himself as a male cat who understands human language. <laughs> <laughs> so according to artemis artemis is a cat and not a people yeah he's but a cat. then he refers to uh minako at least in how it is translated in the subtitles in the dub as his longtime partner which i think is a weird way to put that that is a bit weird well i mean because she's been a crime fighter and he's been her like crime fighting partner so he's like robin yeah would it be better if like if he was if he was her ward <laughs> No, <laughs> that would not be better. <laughs> but yeah, we he's... never see Minako's parents. Artemis could be her her legal guardian. No, Artemis cannot be her legal guardian. That is a hundred percent. I know this about the world that Sailor Moon takes place in. Artemis cannot be Mina's legal guardian. Let me ask you a question, Jordan. Please. Why not? He is a cat. Is he? Yes. <laughs> You don't think, are you telling me Artemis lacks the ability to fill out forms? Uh, uh, on which he puts what? My name is Artemis. Artemis J. Aino. <laughs> Where's the J come from? <laughs> anyway, I don't think you can do that. No, I don't. I don't think you can just fill out a form to become someone's legal guardian. I, I don't know. I don't know. I like, feel like somebody... someone is going to look at you at one point before that happens. <laughs> Somebody's so going to eyeball you a, a little. All you need is a trench coat and several other cats. <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> so, yes, so, they're, they're running. They're uh, running really weird, quickly. Like there's a. Yeah, the, the shot where she uh, lands on him. Shot of, first. It's so weird. Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a sight gag. It's a slapstick gag because before like we get this shot of her like leaping through the air gracefully. Right. And, and it's, you know, the big white background. And then we cut to the episode title and when we cut back. Yeah, she like falls crotch first directly on Artemis, who calls her fat. That joke <laughs> does not land. <laughs> oh. Not cool. Also, also. We have been previously informed, and 
and people cited Sailor V in this. People cited Codename Sailor V. That Minako has the power of super athleticism, which is not shown in this. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. Directly onto onto Artemis. The, the falling part, no, but the giant crazy leaps that she takes over like stuff. She landed on like her knees and nothing skinned. She's fine. Yeah. See, she's good. Minako sees a little girl on the street. Uh, we will eventually find out that her name is Mie. And uh, she is being hassled by some uh, young boys who are accosting her because because she thinks Sailor Moon is real. No, no, no. That's later. Is that later? This yeah. time they're trying you to steal want, her like, badge. But there's like the Sailor Moon badge? The Sailor Moon badge, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we later will find that out. Yeah. But uh, she's got like... A big Sailor Moon on her jacket. Uh, and she also reveals that she was, like, fake crying to get them to leave her alone. And there's a lot of precocious youngsters in this episode. But with Mie in particular, uh, the thing that I wrote down in my notes is, what if this is like that movie, Orphan, and this little girl is actually 32 years old? Because she seems to have a knack for uh, manipulating people around her. Yeah. That's true. So wait, what what you're telling me is that what if Mie is Baby Doll from Batman? Exactly. Wow. My God. In the dub, in the Deke dub, they are saying the boys are saying to her, uh, "I want that comic book." They're trying to steal uh, steal a comic book from her. Also, in the dub, those little boys have like tiny Brooklyn accents and they're thugs. I guess. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Craziness. She also says that, uh, Mia says that she is in the tulip class, which uh, I, I thought was a, a an interesting thing. I have no idea. If people, if anyone wants to write us in and let us know if that is how, uh, like, Japanese elementary schools are divided with, like, little names. Like, oh, I'm in the tulip class. Yeah, that was uh, my guess. It just it seemed like, yeah, like, like this. I think I'm so. The, I'm in the show. I would like class. to hear more of that. I would like to hear more of those, uh those uh class distinctions so so, uh, so the girl demands that venus <laughs> take her to the bus demands it and venus is like well i can't i'm late so i gotta go uh and then the girl starts crying saying that venus is bullying her at which point uh venus cannot help but grab her and run her to the bus minako runs into usagi who is even later uh because she is still running to school after minako has already dealt with an errand of an escort mission taking a a child to uh her bus but they are both late to school minako goes to school we get another little aside from artemis of saying oh the thing she puts me through and it's like look Again, this is not their fault. Wait, what do you mean? It's like, look, they did not ask to be reincarnated moon princesses. Oh, yeah, but they could have done a better job setting their alarms. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> like, in that capacity, it's their fault. Fine. Uh, then we get to what is a pretty amazing part of the episode, which is we cut back to... Uh, the uh, Usagi yes. school, yes, where she is out in the hallway holding a bucket of water and is being, uh, I just wrote down in my notes, uh, Usagi shaming. <laughs> uh, because she has a sign around her neck that is uh, obviously put there by Haruna that says, I am always late for school. I'll tell you what I don't get about this is if you, if your punishment for students who are like late for school or whatever is to make them stand out in the hall. 
they're not going to learn anything. I mean, they're going to hopefully learn not to be late again, but they're not going to learn classes. Like, you've now made them miss school. Yeah, and they're going to do badly on the test, and then their mothers won't let them come in the house. <laughs> oh, come on, Jordan, you've seen every episode of the show. <laughs> See, that doesn't seem like it will really benefit them in the long run, but maybe that's just me. While she is out there, uh, Alan walks up. Uh, A pair what is his, what's his name? Oh, what it's, is his non-Alan uh, name? Let's see. Um, it's Natsumi and... Seijiro. Seijiro. Uh, so Alan walks up, Seijiro walks up, and uh, drops what I think is probably the the greatest pickup line. Since the uh, trash pile line. Since the trash pile line, certainly. Which is, your melancholy face is very attractive. Would you like to hear the English d- d- uh, version of this? Well, first, I would like to know what the uh, Deke dub That's name what I of the episode is. Oh, name of the episode? Oh, yes. good question. It was Kindergarten Chaos. <sighs> they, like, they've they've gone to that chaos well a lot. Yep. Yeah. So in Kindergarten Chaos, Alan walks up to Serena and says, I have the most beautiful eyes when they're full of tears. <laughs> wow, that's somehow <laughs> creepier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. That one is actually worse. Melancholy, uh, having a melancholy face that is beautiful is unfortunate. And it's like, that's a weird thing to say. You have the most beautiful eyes when they're full of tears. Like, it makes it sound like I want to do things that will make you cry because it makes gives me joy like that's what it sounds like <laughs> natsumi uh alias n uh walks up and is like gets real jealous while also referring to uh Seijiro as her brother so well he, uh, and, and he, makes him makes him do some exercise because he he holds his arms out wide and says like come into my arms so we can commence to love or something like that something very close to that uh, come into my arms so we can exchange our love is what i meant to say and uh and that's when so she sees him and so he pretends oh yeah i just was doing stretches <laughs> He's very casual. He covers it very well. No. Yeah. And then Usagi has the, say, uh, the same thought that I think everyone would, which is such a strange brother and sister. It's <laughs> uh, pretty true. So they go up to the rooftop. And by they, I mean uh, Natsumi and Seijiro, Alan Nan, uh, Ale and An. No. Well, and the cool kids. All the cool <laughs> kids go up to the roof. Yeah. You know, the the roof where you're always hanging out, getting water splashed on you. <laughs> That is what happens on roofs. <laughs> Why is it the only episode where I can remember all of the details is the one with fucking Greg? <gasps> was that, that? You're right. That was that same episode. <laughs> I can't remember anything else except it's Greg. Worst. Because you love him. Because you, it's true love. <laughs> your 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 your, in, your inner self will not deny. So now is when we so, get to. They, they're like. Uh, they have a little argument going like where they're going to get energy because because she's like mm. he's like where should we get energy she's like don't change the subject you're a jerk uh, anyway well, no, I, <laughs> he's like he's like yeah I mean I'm just trying to get that teenage girl energy because we know that teenage girl energy is the best and Anne goes no 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 I found something even better than teenage girl energy <laughs> I found baby energy <laughs> kindergarten <laughs> so we. All of the legwork in this in this arc because I feel like she's doing all of the legwork. Oh yeah, there is no doubt in my mind that uh, that Alan is just just showing up. He's he's just the pretty face of the operation. <laughs> yeah, all he does is sit around and practice his flute. 
Oh, that stupid flute. So, so, so yeah, she reveals her plan to, 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 to have fresher children energy. So then we cut to, uh, Venus is walking out the street. Oh, well, wait, this, that again, you object. So like, we know that middle-aged energy is garbage. We know yes. that nobody wants it. Nobody's here for it. It's bad. So it makes sense that, like, the energy of the young people would be better. Are we to believe that, like, the younger you are, the more energy you have? No. Because no, no, definitely not. Uh, Again, I would even say this episode basically puts the lie to the whole thing in that it's not like they ever after this episode go, oh, man, like, we had that child energy and it was so good. Like, what the heck? Like, it just seems like it's just more energy that they're like, yeah, it was fine. It worked. But whatever. We can't go after kids. All right. We'll go after somebody else. It's fine. But I mean, we also know that going after children when they're looking for pure hearts or something involving Pegasus. I don't know. Yes, well, that's different. But, but they're not looking for energy. That's right. true. My question is: We know that that Molly Baker energy is <laughs> the premium. The Naru Osaka energy is like a number one, right. a plus energy. Is is I don't I don't know where I'm going with this. I just have questions about how all this works. It's because she is, well, I mean, obviously her best energy was her love energy. The other times I think it's just regular. Like, again, because they don't, they don't go after her because they think she's got the best energy except for when she's doing love energy. Mm-hmm. It's, just that they, it's just that the forces of destiny draw them to her because they need Sailor Moon to stop them. Okay. I mean, at this point, Alan and Anne have attacked Molly multiple times and they have not gone <laughs> – is that that same girl? Like, why do we keep getting her? <laughs> they've been around for six episodes and they've attacked Molly at least twice. <laughs> at least. Maybe oh, even more. Okay. So, Venus, walking down the street. Now she hears, coincidentally, she hears that same girl getting bullied by those same jerks. And now they're arguing over what Chris said, whether or not Sailor Moon is real. The, the the little Brooklyn boys are saying that she is not real. And uh, uh, the young girl is saying, absolutely, she's real. She's totally real. You'll see. Okay. Uh, two two things about this. Please. One, I would absolutely wear this cardigan that she has on, which is a, uh, a pink cardigan with gold trim and a big Sailor Moon uh, patch on it. You're ridiculous. I would absolutely <laughs> wear that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's funny. So Somebody make it for Chris. Yeah, please, please. Also, and perhaps more importantly, do people not know Sailor... Okay, okay. do people not know Sailor Moon exists? Did they forget Sailor Moon existed when Sailor Moon forgot she was Sailor Moon? Uh, well, probably not, because again, they we still had the Sailor V patch. Because I want to point out, this girl's wearing merchandise. Right. You know, this exactly. girl's wearing Sailor Moon merchandise. But th- but that's Sailor exactly was it. On TV, wasn't she? Well, like, technically, like, well, okay. Well, it wasn't her, but it should, everybody said. thought it was. Yes, exactly. Zoe said it was on TV, but everybody clearly identified her as Sailor Moon. They said, "Look, there's Sailor Moon." Yes. So on I, television, I think the line is blurred. I think what happened is because they make cartoons of Sailor V and because they have merchandise of all these people, I think people get confused, especially young children. Like they're not a hundred percent sure, you know, in the same way that they'd be like, well, I've seen the power Rangers too. Does that mean they're real too? And it's like, well, no, the power Rangers aren't real. But then I'm then Sailor Moon's real. Well, yeah, I think Sailor Moon is real, but the power Rangers are not. Okay. Well, that's fine. But Minako's 
little little spiel here is completely inexcusable. Oh, yes. Well, when we get, wait, wait, wait. Let's not, let's not, well, let's get to that in a second. Let's get to that in a second because first okay. I want to talk about the boys. So, so what happens is she comes up to protect them, and uh, the little boys are all like, "What's this old lady doing here talking to us?" and uh, totally freaks her out and makes her mad because they're calling her old. Which again, I don't think a I don't think like a seven year old would call a fourteen year old old lady. Probably not in real life. Probably. Yeah. Well, they also told her she's too gross to get a boyfriend. Yeah, which is weird. Yes, that's true. No, yeah, they specifically like they say something like with a face like that or something, which is like I thought she was supposed to be pretty. Like what? What? What did they see in her face? That is, they're like that's an ugly face she's got there. Speaking of faces, this, by the way, is one of those episodes, uh, whichever team it is that draws everybody kind of like Paul Grist characters, this is one of those. Like, Minako oh, has a very... Where they're, where they're all, like, kind of lumpy? Yeah, like, Minako has a very Paul Gristy style face, but with anime eyes uh, in a lot of shots in this episode, uh, which, again, I think is great. <laughs> I would pay so... I would pay good money for Paul Grist Sailor Moon. Uh, probably do if anybody knows if he's uh, taking commissions, let me know. All uh, right, so now let's talk about her ridiculous answer well, to the question of whether Sailor Moon is real. First, first, uh, Minako introduces herself properly to Mie and says, this is my cat Artemis. And Artemis very clearly says, meow. <laughs> As in the word meow. That's what cats say. Noise. I don't know what you're talking about. Cats say meow, so... If I was on a farm and I heard a cow say the word moo, <laughs> I would be upset. <laughs> He's great. He goes, meow. So uh, I also point out that this is this is the sub where cats are supposed to say nyan. Oh, that is interesting. Meow. Good point. <laughs> so weird i don't know why that's the weirdest thing in this episode to well, me, if, but it really is if the little girl was like why is he saying meow she would go he spent a lot of time in england <laughs> ah <laughs> i like it so as you were saying like there like <laughs> you can best. twist this episode up so that it makes sense where this girl's like hey i'm not sure if sailor moon is real or not like i know yeah. that you know i know that that batman isn't <laughs> real but i feel like the power rangers might be real <laughs> <laughs> like, but then when she asks an adult, Minako responds as though she is talking about Santa Claus. Yes, like yeah, absolutely. No, it's like this is not Santa Claus. Yeah, Mina tells her like it's a hard question to answer on whether Sailor Moon exists or not. But if you believe in her, then I guess she is real. Yes. 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 Like, no, the answer is just yes. The answer is just yes, Sailor Moon exists. Like, if you like, ask yes. that about any person, if, if somebody said, is the is President Obama real? And somebody was like, if you believe, <laughs> then he's real. Like, that's like, what? You only they say... up exclusively in the Juban district. <laughs> well, the, but you only ever have to say you have to... What matters is that you believe if they're not real. <gasps> Which is, means I just spoiled that Santa Claus isn't real, everybody. Sorry. What? I'm sorry. Uh, My parents. <laughs> yep. Now you get it. I want to see the episode of this show where this kid meets Molly instead. <laughs> and and she's just like, she's just like, hey, is Sailor Moon real? And Molly's like, you bet your ass Sailor Moon's real. 
Fortunately, she is. She saves my life every day. <laughs> like, Sailor Moon's been in the newspaper. Yeah. She's literally been in the newspaper. So has Batman. But he's not real either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish you could see the face I'm making. <laughs> also, I don't believe in fairies. <sighs> You don't believe in anything, Jordan. You're you're no fun. No fun, Jordan. That's your new name. But I well, but Sailor Moon is real in the context of this show. In real life. There's one <laughs> There's one other weird thing. Please. Which is that I, I don't know if it happens here or if it happens later in the episode. It might be when uh, Minako goes to the class the next day. But there's a part where she talks about she's like, Yeah, I mean, I know Sailor Venus too. And all the kids are like, Who? Oh no, that's here. That, that's here. That's here. That's here? Okay, so little, yeah. little kid goes, "Who's Sailor Venus?" And Artemis gets a little narration, and he's like, "Same old story." And it's like, "No, Artemis, that's not the same old story. In fact, it's the opposite of the same old story." Yeah, the same old story. The is... Same old story is everybody thinks she's Sailor V. It's everybody thinks Sailor Moon is Sailor V. Also, you skipped another great part, which is the part where <laughs> the part where she goes. So, if you believe in Sailor Moon, she's real. And so the kid goes, "So you know Sailor Moon?" And she goes. Yeah, I hang out with her all the time. And Artemis is like, what? And Artemis is freaking out. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I've met her. I know her. Uh, and then she goes, yeah, I'll come to your school and I'll tell everybody that she's real. Okay. What? Well, <laughs> okay. First of all, and why then she, didn't she just follow Usagi and go, hey, come Usagi, to the school. Come to the school of Sailor Moon. Like give these, you know, give these little kids a thrill. Like these girls getting picked on, it'll be a nice thing to do. You know why, Chris? Because it doesn't matter whether Sailor is real or not. What matters is that they believe. Except that she is. I know, I is know, 100%. I know. <laughs> but she's like freaking believing is seeing scene from the Santa Claus. She's gonna, she's gonna it's teach the these kids how to be innocent again. She says, guys. Uh, none of. <laughs> mm. These episodes, we, we went into this liking the Doomtree saga so much. Something's going to redeem it. Something is going to redeem it. We get a little bit of uh, some, some Cardian stuff happening, some Doomtree stuff happening. Anne picks a card that has like a weird little angel dude on it. It uh, does. Gigaros is his name. It doesn't matter. Oh, hold it's, on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you missed a, a great descriptor. What is it they're after getting in this episode? Are you talking, talking about juicy children energy? The fresh, fresh juicy energy, energy of children. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why children are juicy, but they are. So that's fun. Uh, yes, the, the monster in this episode, uh, well, we'll see him soon. Or her, him or her soon. We'll, we'll find out. Spoilers. Gigaros uh, shows up to attack the the bus where these children are singing a very strange song yeah i'm assuming it's a japanese nursery rhyme because in the in the american one they're singing the wheels on the bus um yeah what do we got one carrot two one sandals carrot, two sandals <laughs> three yachts three yachts four oh, sesame seeds i think five rockets yeah five rockets you know this wait well, no, but uh, I just thought, uh, where was it? Carrots. What was the What was the second one? Sandals. Sandals and kasa yachts would be ya. It, it's it, it must be like the the hiragana like syllables. Oh, I, I found I, I found a page about it, but the mm, 
Let's see. Uh, one one carrot, two sandals is what I googled him. Katsa. Apparently, it is a like a Japanese song about learning your numbers one to ten. Yeah, you are correct. Good guess. I mean, well, it was a logical thing to to think. As you said, the monster is called Gigaros in uh, Japan. It is called Vulturos in the Deke dub. Uh, And it's another example of a female monster who is one tiniest, slightest, littlest bit. Maybe you could maybe possibly convince someone one time that it was a guy. So they went, cool, let's just give it a totally masculine (laughs) guy voice. It's a guy now. Like, I, they have just decided they don't want f- female monsters on the show as much as possible for some reason. Which is weird because it's a, it's, it's a theme. It's a right. recurring theme. I know. <laughs> Listen, don't have to tell me. But they All were like. the Cardians are women. They were like, nope, this one sounds like this. I'm Vulturos. I, I, I'm pretty sure they even call him him. <laughs> like, you know, he. Yeah, it's just uh, that for some reason they just keep making them all into uh, into men if they can. Can I also say how much I love that, like, I I just watched the dub of, of the two episodes that, that, uh, that I'm recording with you guys, and I didn't realize that they gave the Cardians, like, voices, and so that they can actually speak, like, human words besides their names. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so... What that makes me really love about the dub in this moment, that Gigaros basically breaks into a bus, and Gigaros, who is apparently capable of speaking, sorry, Volturos is, is capable of speaking sentences, just screams at children. He just opens <laughs> his mouth and screams. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, hello, children, time to die, just screams. <laughs> So, it's very uh, true. Now, earlier in the in the season, like at the start of the Doomtree saga, I talked about how I like one of the things I really like about Alan and Anne is that they are relatively sympathetic villains. Like they don't they don't yeah. want to take over the world. They just want to live. They just want energy because they need it and they need to feed the Doomtree. And if they don't, they will all die. So now they're kidnapping busloads of children. <laughs> Are they kidnapping them? That escalated quickly. What, are they actually kidnapping them? What What is it the article saying in the newspaper? It says uh, they're think, targeting little children. So I think what's probably happening is they found another busload of children asleep <laughs> for no reason. Okay, I mean, I don't think they're taking the them. Here's the thing. They're targeting children because they are fresh, juicy, good sources of energy. <laughs> They've taken two or three buses shortly after the first one, and the Mackay tree is not like springing up with new leaves they're like maybe this isn't a good idea no they double down they take more children that's what they do man <laughs> that's like how the solution to the energy not working is to just get more energy yeah, more energy is definitely gonna work i think we have learned that from sailor moon if nothing else 20 children at a time and it's not working i want to know what calculations amy has done <laughs> To predict that there's a 67% probability that Sheba Kindergarten will be the next one that's hit. Which is not like a great probability. I mean, it's more than 50%. And again, she's she's definitely right. But what are these calculations she's done? Are these kindergartens small enough that they only have one class that all fits on the same bus? Is that a thing in Japan? I don't know. No, 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 definitely not. Remember, because because she specifically had to call out the name of her class. I'm in two class or whatever. 
it's again it's just super coincidental from there well well we get uh a gag of everyone sitting around very intensely working while Isagi's kicking back reading manga and you know what you know what you can't finish off a monster so let her read the manga that's what i that's what i say <laughs> and uh, they 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 say we're gonna do kindergarten cop yeah essentially <laughs> We're going undercover at the kindergarten. So we cut to the tulip class at uh, the kindergarten. And uh, Minika was just saying, yep, Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus are real. Okay. As though that is enough. Yeah. And I want to know how this works. Because in a moment, the teacher's going to come up and not be like, what the fuck are you doing talking to these children? (laughs) She's going to be like, thank you for coming. So, so what the? She just wrapped up a lecture. Right. This is this is so like the little girl goes and goes, "Ma'am, I'd like to have a guest speaker talk about how real Sailor Moon is. Is that okay with you? I've arranged it." (laughs) Like Uh, what? (laughs) What? The reaction of the kids is kind of great. (laughs) It's like it's really. Like they're they're it's a very simple gag of making them like you know more mature than they should be as little yeah. children, but when one of them just goes, "Are you going through some hard times, Miss?" <laughs> it floored me, killed me on that. It's pretty good. Uh, and it's like, yeah, it feels like you're trying to escape reality, uh, pushing all your troubles onto the kids and running off into your own imaginary fantasy land. Like. It is a really, it's a really good gag. And I love that Mina is just, she's not surprised. She just hates them. Yep. She wants to tell them off, but she doesn't. She's sad that she can't. Although she says Usagi would, which I was like, I don't think so, but whatever. And then the teacher shows up and is like, time to go home. Let's get on the bus. But I'm not going to go with you because when there's a giant vulture monster attacking bus <laughs> full of kindergartners, who needs adult supervision? <laughs> Hey, I'm a random person. Can I ride with these kids? Sure, says the teacher to Sailor <laughs> Venus. Like, I mean, look, I, I, I who has a very Paul Gristy face in that scene. By I, the way, I, I mean, I understand she's not particularly threatening looking. She's a very pleasant looking fourteen year old girl who probably isn't killing children right now with her cat. <laughs> with her cat, <laughs> says me out. But. I don't know. I feel like schools have like policies about stuff. Like you can't just ride the school bus with the children for no reason. Maybe I'm wrong. Speaking of which, Sailor Moon, the only one who can use the transformation pen, is standing outside waiting for the bus to come by and uses the transformation pen to become. What, what does she become, Jordan? She becomes a fashionable and gentle kindergarten teacher. Uh, not really, though. Well, that is what she asks to be turned into. She becomes a. She becomes a woman with a haircut and a sweatshirt. Yes. Well, isn't that what fashionable, gentle kindergarten teachers would wear? I guess. I guess. Now, again, the only thing you can say is uh, it must have a magical. There must be a more magical component to this. Because, again, she just runs up to the bus and goes, hang on, I'm late. I'm supposed to be on this bus. And they go, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't think is... (laughs) right or <laughs> reasonable uh, me and my cat are just gonna get on this bus i'm sorry i'm late i'm a teacher you can trust me also usagi actually looks less like herself than i think any other time she has used the transformation pen. sure sure it is immediately here. recognized oh yeah when she turned into a guy she looked more like more like herself here now here's the part i love too 
this is a this is a very exciting bus for children to ride on. So there's these two teenage girls. Well, one who's at the time a teacher, I guess, so she's probably older than a teenager right now. And they are standing at the front of the bus with microphones leading the entire bus in, well, in singing the Sailor Moon theme song. <sighs> okay. Now, <laughs> we know that this song exists in the world of Sailor Moon. We've heard it's it lots of times. in previous episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what, what, is, what is the general... What is your general feeling about incorporating the theme song of, of something into the thing itself? Uh, because I was, you know, I've been watching a lot of Power Rangers lately. I've been doing the column and I know that their, their uh, communicators, when they, their text alert noise is a MIDI version of the theme to Power Rangers. <laughs> but there's also uh, in uh, Octopussy, there's that part where James Bond is supposed to meet the guy in, uh, I think he's in India, and there's a snake charmer. Who plays the James Bond theme, which James Bond clearly recognizes, and like that is his signal. Like, oh, that I know that you're James Bond. We need to go talk. So he That's plays hilarious. the theme song. That's amazing. Flute. I did not know that. That's, That's pretty incredible. good. Incredible. I mean, again, we know that they know this song. We've had our fan rationalization, which is this is the song that what's his name again, Chris? Uh, Tell me, Yusuke Yamada. Yes, the Rainy Day Man. We're well. He's not the Rainy Day Man. Is he not? I thought he was the Rainy Day Man. No, Rainy Day Man is... Oh, wait. Wait, I didn't even make that connection. Was he called the Rainy Day Man? Because Rainy Day Man is the song I did, the song from the, the Deke Dub, from the Jupiter's Best Friend episode as well. I mean, he was the man in that episode. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no, the Rainy Day Man was the was uh, the the other guy, right? Oh, what was the name of his song? Walt, What's the name of Yusuke Yamada's song? Waltz for Akiko is one Waltz of them. Waltz for Akiko, that's right. But th- but that's... I got confused. And there's a, that's one of them. There are three songs. There's Waltz for Akiko. There's something about rain. There's another one about rain. I forget what it is. Um, the and, most pointless discussion we've had. It's Yusuke Yamada. And then there's the song he wrote about Sailor Moon. And we were saying maybe this is the song he wrote about Sailor Moon. Yes, I think this is the song that he wrote about Sailor Moon. And so they're le- – but again, just the – it's not even what they're singing. In the, in the deep dub, they're singing Wheels on the Bus again. But just the so idea – being led in a chorus of <laughs> yes. Wheels on the Bus by two adults. Yes. This is – but in just the, the concept in general that two adults are standing at the front of the bus with microphones being like, let's all sing a song. And they're just leading an entire bus of children in song. And they – and not to mention, these children are loving it. They are eating this up. <laughs> they are the happiest these children have ever been that we've seen. It's just crazy to me. It's crazy. The whole situation is nuts. I mean, this whole thing, this, this kind of like the theme song in the show thing, it is it is something that does happen whenever they need like a song, but they don't want to license a whole song and go all macross on you. So they'll just like <laughs> sing a couple lines of like the original, like the theme song because they have the rights to it. But it, right, it does raise so many like in-universe questions. Well, they don't mention Honestly, Sailor Moon like, in it, right? Oh, right, right. But I mean, it's totally like, it, it, it's such, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's moonlight, it's midnight, it's real fight. I'm honestly, I was kind of mad when I watched the dub after watching the the original episode that they didn't just like lead the children in fighting evil by moonlight, winning love by daylight. Which they do sing in the I Want to Be a Star song. They do. I'm pretty sure they do. They just don't get to the part about Sailor Moon. I'm pretty sure they, they, I, I have a vague recollection of Yusagi and Molly, or Serena and Molly, like badly being like, Fighting evil by the light. <laughs> like, like just awful. I Maybe I'm making that speaking up, but I'm pretty which, sure. Speaking of which, Minako and Usagi are still really bad at singing. Oh, yeah. They sound terrible. They're so bad. Man, though, like, 
But but the whole second half of that song is about Sailor Moon. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, know. I don't, I don't understand. Gero shows up, and Minako, at least, seems very excited that there is a monster. Because she's like, hey, guess what? Sailor Moon's going to show up. All you kids are going to find out Sailor Moon is real. She's very excited about it. She's stoked. <laughs> That's so terrible. That's just so stupid. Uh, but you're right. She That is. She, she's immediately. I mean, you can also argue that she's trying to keep the children calm. But it's ridiculous. And Usagi is pretty into it, too. But it, it's then really weird to me. That Usagi's like, so the first step is get my ass kicked. First step is run <laughs> face first at the monster. And just get backhanded off the bus. She gets backhanded out the door. Like the door just kind of goes like open closed to just drop her on the side of the road. And, and here's, here is my question. Please. There are times when Sailor Moon can't transform because it would blow her secret identity, right? <laughs> yes. Ostensibly, yes. She's currently disguised as someone else. Right. She could just transform and it would be like, be like, wow, that new teacher that we've never seen before and we'll never see again is really Sailor Moon. Yeah, you would think that would have been smart. Huh. Just transform. Instead, instead, she gets a stiff backhand. Dumped uh, out the, right off the bus. Dumped on the side of the road, and, and mean, then she tra- and then again, then she transforms, which is out on the street. There could be yeah, lots that, of cars that, driving that by. Tunnel is like they're in a tunnel, but it's completely abandoned because there was not room on the bus for uh, her angel wings. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> they would have hit the windows. You're right. Bursts of feathers again, as always. So have, she, you, yes, have she, you guys ever seen the? Uh, have you guys ever seen the calculations that like a Japanese scientist has done yes. to uh, explain like, the energy levels? Yes. And how much? Yeah, she would burn those kids alive. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no. It's so innocent and pure. While she's been they, transforming, they, they, they burned alive and covered in ribbons and angel wings. <laughs> While she's been Feathers. transforming, guess who's been holding off the monster? Again. <laughs> cats are getting some work in these. Artemis <laughs> has been fighting the monster again. He gets, br- again, pretty brutally hit to the ground uh, when we come back to them. <laughs> and Venus gives the monster a stern look as a result. <laughs> but then hold it right there, monster. Sailor Moon is is right outside your, <laughs> your bus <laughs> and is going to yell at you through the wall now here's what sailor moon says sailor moon as you know likes to uh, declare what the crime is that the uh, the monster does before beating up the monster and uh, the the crime of course is targeting children it's bad to target children do you know why it's bad to target children chris uh why is that jordan because it makes us worry about who will take care of us in our old age <laughs> Story checks out. No! (laughs) The value of children is you see them and go, ah, someone will pay for my old age home. Excellent. So uh, Sailor Moon gets in a fight. We see her doing some dodging. One of the kids goes, you think she's going to be all right? Sailor Moon doesn't look that strong. (laughs) Which, you know what, kid? F you. (laughs) Wow. But, like, the thing is, Mie, the Sailor Moon fan who wears Sailor Moon on her school jacket and on her casual cardigan, who demanded that Minako come to her school and tell everyone that Sailor Moon was for real, goes, I don't know. (laughs) Like, 
if anyone should be like, yeah, Sailor Moon is going to beat this monster. Like Sailor Moon always beats these monsters. It should be her. Mina sneaks out the, another window of the bus while all the kids are watching so that she can help transform. And just before Sailor Moon gets her face clawed off, yes, Venus uh, Crescent Blast. So therefore the monster is defeated, right? The end. And all the kids recognize her as Sailor Venus, too, by is the way. Sailor Venus? She's so cool. <laughs> Sailor Venus is great. She shoots out lasers. That other one just jumps around a lot. <laughs> now, here's the thing. The monster is okay. And they're very baffled by this. And it's like, really? Because you never kill the monster with Crescent Beam. Maybe you killed one monster with Crescent Beam. Maybe. Not generally. And that is when, just when it looks darkest... The kids start chanting, Sailor Moon, Sailor Venus, Wait hang a minute. in there. Wait a minute, is that... No, 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 no. Yeah, I think you're mistaken. You're, you're trying to... You're trying to... You're neglecting... You're trying to skip over... A very oh, do we, big, do important we part of this episode. Do we have to, though? It's pretty Lock vital. We don't have to. Yeah. It's pretty we vital. Could, we could completely <laughs> skip over him. No, because those children need to be inspired to do something to inspire the Sailor Scouts. <laughs> he's uh, when uh, uh, Gigoros, uh, she's about to uh, again, like hand stab the the scouts. When a white rose comes flying into view and uh, sticking into the ground, it's gone back to sticking into the ground now. Uh... And it's our good friend, the Moonlight Knight, and he says, "Once beyond the tunnel of frustration, there is a land of light overflowing with hope. You can overcome any hardship. Believe in yourself." And then Sailor Venus goes, believe in myself? And he goes, no, I was talking to Sailor Moon. No. <laughs> uh, and no, he goes, uh, he goes, yes, you have powerful allies. Check it out. And then the kids start ch chanting, you could do it, Sailor Venus. You could do it, Sailor you Venus. Hang, it, in Sailor there, Venus. Sailor Hang in there, Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, the worst chanting. The worst it is pretty chanting. bad. It is creepy and weird. Yeah. Uh, but it makes not, Sailor not Venus it. really determined. She goes Super Saiyan. Yes. She just wills herself into a new ability. She does like she literally does like the 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 Super Saiyan thing where she like where the wind comes up and blows mm -hmm. her hair up. But yeah, then she she learns a new attack that maybe would have been handy when they when they were fighting Queen Beryl who literally <laughs> killed her. But you know, <laughs> You mean the Doom and Gloom girls? Come on. Yes, the Doom and Gloom girls. I'm sorry. Queen Barrel was still working on that energy at the time. <laughs> and so she gets a Crescent Beam Shower, which is her new attack, which is just like, it is the most video gamey upgrade to her existing attack. Yeah. But can I tell you something? It doesn't really do anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> it do anything. It basically at all. does the same thing that Crescent Beam did, except now she's satisfied with the results. <laughs> so then Sailor Moon. Brings out her halation from her cutie rod, and <laughs> that destroys the monster. As always, no surprise. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, cool new attack, Venus. G nice. I still had to do exactly what I was going to do before. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Good, good job. <sighs> Cleansing. So, uh, Moonlight Knight then vanishes, like just fades out. Uh, not before he, he delivers his custom catchphrase. Adieu. Adieu. Well what done. a nerd. What a turbo nerd. Oh, by the way, in realizing <laughs> the importance of believing, I do. Um, so again, this episode is all about the power of belief, even though it's pretty much gibberish <laughs> throughout the episode. <laughs> like, 
you don't need to believe in Sailor Moon for her to be real. She's already real. And apparently you can just give yourself new superpowers by being like, I believe I have new superpowers. Also, also, it's not really belief if you don't believe in them until you have literally seen them in front of you fighting monsters, which they already should have done anyway, because, again, they've been in the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> what a, I liked this episode a lot more before we started talking about it. By the way, my last <laughs> note, my last note on the page here is Moonlight Night is garbage. <laughs> Oh, uh, my last note I forgot about. Uh, when Sailor Moon becomes a teacher, uh, a kindergarten teacher in the Deke dub, she has a British accent. <laughs> I guess Is that just what she thinks authority figures have? I guess so. Makes sense. <laughs> and so the episode ends with a cute little scene, quote unquote, where uh, the little girl is going, Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus were both so cool. And now I'm a fan of Sailor Venus, even though I said I'd never heard of her before. The end. And we'll never see her again. <laughs> What an exhausting episode. God damn it. I'm sorry you didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little it was a little nonsense. But uh, you know, it had teachers in it. Teachers teach us lessons. <laughs> I, look, I picked up on it. I picked yep. up what you were You got up. there, you got there. So I guess we should have learned a lesson, Jordan. What were we supposed to have learned? Well, I'll tell you. Mina really cared about her little friend, Carrie. It's important we older kids set a good example for younger kids. Yeah, you don't realize how much they're watching us and using us as role models. From how we handle situations to how we treat other people. Even our study habits, or lack thereof. Our younger brothers and sisters and other younger kids are looking to us to set a good example. Let's make it a good one. Sailor Moon says... <laughs> I, I I get mad every time I hear it because of the part where they go, they want us to set a good example. Let's make it a good one. <laughs> I gotta say, though, that is basically the moral of the episode. No, Chris, that the moral the of the actual... episode is you, if you believe in things, they are real. I mean, it's close. <laughs> like, I'm trying to give it some credit. I like, I like when it, like, they're looking at us for a good example, so let's make it a good one is good. But uh, but also, I like, Mina really cared about her friend, Carrie. <laughs> she cared so much. Uh, uh, so I, really what, liked, I really liked study habits. Oh, lock there up. Fuck you, Luna. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Luna. She wanted to right. best. So let's talk about what we learned. Okay. Uh, Annie, what did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? Well, according to that PSA, apparently I learned that children are watching you all the time, even when you sleep, when you're showering, when you're doing anything. <laughs> children are always watching. You are always being watched by tiny eyes. So make sure you set a good example. Wow. Jordan, what did you learn? Well, I learned that your friends and your family and everyone you know is is real as long as you believe in them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wonder if the opposite is also true though. If you like, if there's somebody you really dislike, can you just like really work at not believing in them, and then they just will cease to be? Maybe that's a lesson for next episode. We'll find uh, out. Isn't that the plot of a Discworld book? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I have I've only uh I've only ever seen like a movie based on one of the books. Never read them. How about you, Chris? I learned. Oh, what did I learn? <laughs> what did any of us learn? I'm so I'm exhausted. It is uh, watching this episode. It's almost one o'clock in the morning right now. Yeah, it's really late for you guys. I learned 
that uh, if you meet someone on the street, just ask them about the things that you're unsure if you believe in them. And then if they give you an answer that you find appropriate or comforting, invite them to your school and let them into your school. Yeah. That's a that's a handy lesson for all the kids out there that no one should have ever learned. We have a lot of kindergartners who listen to this show. Uh, I hope not, because because Annie and I both swore. <laughs> I think I probably this, swore on too. this episode. I probably did. I said swear. So yeah, that that brings us to the end. Uh, man, I really like this episode a lot more before we started talking about it. Now I'm so tired. It's cute. It's cute. It's got some good parts in it. Don't worry about it. Next episode has Baby Jordan in it, so that's gonna be fun. Baby Jordan in the deep dub. Oh, I was about to say, like, do you identify with the character in the next episode? <laughs> Only because we have the same name. So, what, what, are we, what are we thinking about this one? Is this four in a row? Is this four disappointments in a row? This is Moon? the best of those four. Yeah, I, I think that is true. I think this one, this one's just, like, so ultimately forgettable. Like, it goes through such a weird route to getting uh, Mina her power upgrade. And it's like, the there's a whole framing sequence of Artemis narrating the episode that goes away. Totally. And then it comes back for a second, and then it completely goes away again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, look, Any it's, final it, thoughts? It's skippable. Uh, it's a Minako episode, so it can go to hell. Wow. <laughs> no. No, a little harsh, a little harsh. It's, man, it's like, it's, it's another episode that tries to give Minako some kind of, like, lasting personality trait and there's kind of a hint of that with her like maybe having a bit of an inferiority complex about not being like the main character senshi anymore but it <laughs> never like it, it so rarely returns to that and it it just sort of goes splat if you want a minako episode that's great we just watched one that's like recent in like the pegasus arc in supers where like she two times the bad guys she dates both of the two bad guys at once, and that's spectacular. That actually sounds pretty fun. It's it's actually really great. It's my favorite Minako episode, and well, that's not saying a whole lot, but it was really enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I, I remember her getting more and more personality as we go, so hopefully we'll find out more about her before the end of the season. I remember... The one where everybody gets sick except for Mina. Oh, and yeah. it's her and, and Rini. I remember enjoying I that. I that was a good one. one. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess not. But like I at this point, man, like it's it's like we used to be so happy and full of life on this show. <laughs> we still are having a lot of fun ripping on the show. <laughs> but yes, we and we do true. still love it. Chris, do you still love Sailor Moon? Of course. All right. Of course I do. Me too. You know what? With friendship, we can accomplish anything. We can even get through bad Sailor Moon episodes. <laughs> Sailor Business says. <laughs> yes. All right. So that brings us to uh, the end of the episode. Before we get out of here, I do want to remind everyone that we are doing our contest. Yes. We have a complete set of uh, Sailor Moon manga to go away, provided to us by Kodansha, the publisher. And the rules are... It is a fan fiction writing contest where you write a one-page sailor business fan fiction in the form of a conversation between me and Jordan. Yes. That the winner will have incorporated into an episode as though it is a conversation we are actually happening. So it's fan fiction uh, goes pro. Your fan fiction well, becomes not, reality. I mean, that's not going pro with fan fiction because we are not giving anyone money. Okay, you become and the shaper nor, of worlds. 
Then how about that? Nor are we licensing permanently licensing our rights like to if, anyone. That's a hundred percent true. What what I mean is like if you write you know, an exchange where we believe Rini is the best character in the world, and for some reason we chose your episode, your 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 thing, then we're going to say she's the best character in the world. We can't contradict that, can we? Uh, I mean, no, we just not pick that as the winner. <laughs> we would just not pick so. that as the winner. So, <laughs> but we it Email, will be for the episode. Uh, it's for the episode. It it would be a a, a one page exchange that would take place during Sailor Business episode sixty, which is the first Rini episode. And the deadline for getting those in is December 1st, and you can email them uh, and anything else you have for the show to sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Right. That is that is our email address. I have registered it. That as is it where always has been, yes. As it always has been. We definitely didn't say something else that some poor person has registered uh, as, their, as their address. But yes, it's sailorbusinesspodcast.com at gmail.com and of course you can also send us stuff on sailor business uh, at twitter annie before we get out of here uh can you let everyone know where they can find you and your podcast the gym jam absolutely you can find me on twitter and tumblr at annie zard that's uh annie with z-a-r-d like the charizard pokemon uh you can find the gem jam on itunes soundcloud stitcher and youtube as well as tumblr and twitter we're basically the gem the gem jam just about everywhere except for twitter where we are at gem jam cast great i am at crackshot with a zero for an o on twitter and our great production guy is jj mason he's on twitter at jj underscore mason and he has another podcast called the morphin grid that you should check out it's about so, pod, it's about podcasts it's about power rangers is what i meant to say <laughs> Definitely check that out. You can find all of my stuff at about.me slash Chris Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. Uh, go to Comixology, read X-Men 92. Me and Jordan worked on it with a bunch of other people that are really great. Jeff yeah. Bauer, Scott Kolish, Matt Milla, Heather Antos. Check that out and uh, check out The Ongoing when it comes out next year. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with episode 53 of Sailor Moon, which is called Mamoru and Usagi's Babysitting Mayhem. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. What's that? Ah!